The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey everyone, we are back with Zachary Watson. Zachary is 33 years old and lives in Massachusetts. In the previous episode, we answered the question, how can my partner and I share the mental labor? And it was really fun, fun episode. You should 100% go back um, if you haven't listened to it yet. We're now gonna ask Zach five questions about his 30s. And the very first question is, what advice would you give yourself the night before you turn 30? I think I would say, uh now you get to focus. I think a lot of my 20s was playing around with different ideas, different careers. I was a software developer. I was a teacher. And then I switched over to sales um, after I was 30. And like, there's a lot of people that could look at that and be like, what the hell did you do for your 20s? Like there's, as um, Cheryl Sandberg talked about in Lean In. It's not a corporate ladder, but more of a corporate jungle gym that we go through. And uh, (laughs) noting that, yeah, you might be going sideways, you might be going diagonal, but you're rarely going down the jungle gym. And so I think being able to look at all the experiences I've had and have like a, a commitment to myself to continue going on the journey and noting that none of that was wasted time. That's really nice. And I agree. Even if you go sideways or up or whatever, hopefully you'll keep getting closer and closer to what you're really passionate about and what it is that you should be doing with your time. And it seems like now you're starting to get to that point with your consultations and your new company. It's very cool. So your second half of your 30s could look different again in terms of career, hopefully, which is really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Question number two, what's the dumbest thing you've done in your 30s? Not start making TikToks earlier. Oh boy, I feel you. I feel you. uh, (laughs) Back in 2016 was when I wrote my first, I self-published my first book because I wanted to have a book. Uh, Great decision. Ended up making YouTube videos to market it. Fell in love with videos. Over time in 2018, I was actually separated from my wife. I probably should have included that in the last interview we had. But um, a huge part of that was I was putting on way too much mental load when we bought the new house. And I was stupidly focused on YouTube. And I was, I was 28 then. And what the problem was, was I was just spending too much time and being focused on it. And I knew, I learned in 2020 because seeing my students like, we're having these random like videos hit like 10 or a hundred thousand views. I'm like, you're producing 
garbage content and like people are watching that like i didn't say that to their face because i'm not going to hit them with that but <laughs> i'm thinking to myself like my youtube videos my goal is to have teach my students about life skills outside of that and i think i was a little too shook from the damage i did to my relationship in youtube and the, the wonderful part about tiktok is how short and palatable you can make things because uh, it's seen as a very authentic platform where the green screen behind you doesn't have to look perfect. You don't need a ring light. Um, You can be walking around in selfie mode all friggin' day and like that's what you expect on TikTok. So I I started taking it really seriously January 1st, 2021. I wish I had taken that seriously a year ago, a year before and I imagine I would be much further in my sort of entrepreneurial journey if I'd done that. Mm, Yeah, I feel this in my core very much. (laughs) Question number three, what's the biggest goal you want to achieve in your 30s? I would say the biggest one, which I I think at a really interesting time in um, in my career is between being a software developer, being a teacher for eight years, teaching math and special ed, and now being in sales for the past two years, um, I'm getting pretty close to the point where I might be able to go full-time entrepreneur. Um, so I think it would be the, the goal is replacing my income and having it be at the point where it's not completely out of my comfort zone. Like It's terrifying right now for me to be able to like just hit my base income. So I think bringing that to like a a six figure business, um, like annually, um, is probably the biggest goal. And everyone around me keeps telling me it's a lot more attainable from what they've been seeing than I think. And so I think letting go of some of that fear and, and trusting in my community and the people. Yeah, there's a lot of that. But making that jump, it's, it is scary, especially when you have a family and a mortgage and a wife. Like you just have yeah. a lot of responsibilities. So yeah. it's a big decision. But yeah, it would be amazing. Um, oh, and that's what I wanted to say. I just thought about that while you were talking about this. Um, on your LinkedIn, you share what that road is looking like. You're very honest about all the sales that are coming in, the sales calls that you get to do for the for your consultations. And if anyone's really interested in seeing what your journey is looking like, they should look you up on LinkedIn. Question number four. What was the realization you had in your 30s? I think it was that I was way younger and had a lot more time than I thought I did. I know, I don't know if you're familiar with Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, but he's constantly yelling at people like you have more time. Like I think he's, I think he's late forties, almost 50 and constantly whenever a 20 year old comes to him and says like, man, like I haven't made it. I only have like, I only have a thousand followers on my TikTok. Like, and I, oh, I should have a million by now. He's like, you're fucking 21. Shut up. Like, like you're so young. You have no idea. Um, and I, and he talks about like our life expectancies are, you know, our medicine's getting better and better. Like I know it's like seventies right now, I think is like the average, but like by the time I'm in my seventies, it's probably going to be eighties and nineties. So knowing that I have probably, I'm probably in the first third uh, ish of my life is like still kind of wild. I also get served these uh, videos on TikTok. It's like, I was 
42 when I had my first child and 45 when I wrote my first book and 46 when I, and they just keep going like that. That gives mm. me a lot of hope. I'll say that. And also a year seems to go by really quickly, but a lot of things can happen in a year. That's also a thing mm. I try to really hold on to. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, final question. How did your life change in your 30s? I know it's not because of my 30s, but uh, let's see. When when we were 28, 29, uh, we bought our first multifamily house and uh, we're living in the bottom floor. Uh, this past year, age 33, we moved out and have it fully rented out and are living on our own. We have we had a child two years ago. It's uh, I, I feel like the expectation of adulting has gone up for me. I don't know that I've delivered on that. <laughs> on that expectation from myself or my wife or society. Do you think any adult would ever feel that way? Would ever hit that? Probably not. I, that's yeah. definitely, I know I've heard that in one of the other podcasts I, I listened to from you is that like, I think we, we keep getting to that point that we thought was an adult and we're like, Oh, still feel a lot like a kid again. Like I, I have some things figured out. Like I'll give myself that much credit, but yes, I really don't have that much figured out. And yeah, I don't know that guy in his forties or fifties, like he's got to figure out and then we're going to get there. And we're like, hundred percent. This is the same reason why I started this whole podcast. I feel when I was 20, I felt like everyone that's 30 has got it all figured out. They got their shit done. They got a career. They got a house, relationship, everything. And then you hit 30 and you almost feel like it should magically all appear. And it doesn't. <laughs> that's when I was like, oh, wait, people that were 30 when I was 20 probably also didn't have it all figured out. It just seemed to it just looked like that. And I, that's the same with 40 and 50 and everywhere. All ranges. And I, I know that this podcast is meant for folks in their 30s, um, hoping people maybe in their late 20s will hear this, but um, a really impactful book for me was The Defining Decade, um, which talks about how to utilize your 20s. I don't know if you're familiar with that book, but no. um, one or two concepts that, that really resonate with me is like, like all the career decisions that you're making, like you want to just keep building identity capital. Um, so being a barista at Starbucks for a couple of years, maybe not the greatest, but going and getting paid less than a barista and being a you know, wilderness counselor um, or like going to do some like charitable work or like doing things that, that really light a fire under you, even if they're not making money and they're not helping you get to that six figure business. Like I know that making about 3000 YouTube videos from 2015 to 2018 uh, in live streams, like that significantly set me up to know how to do some storytelling now that I've found a bit more of my stride on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's all very cumulative. And the last one, uh, which I really fight back against with people, um, is sliding into marriage. Uh, sliding, I don't know if she's like fully defined the term, but the idea is that a lot of people, they move in with a boyfriend, girlfriend, and then uh, they don't have those tough conversations you and I talked about around like long-term goals. Like, do we want to get married? And just like, again, a strange side note is all the time 
we uh, we sign up for that thing like, hey, get a free free month membership and then we'll charge your card. You can cancel at any time. <laughs> Guess why they do that? Because no one fucking cancels their credit card and then they get billed for four <laughs> months before they realize, God damn it, I don't even use that service. And then they're going to bill you two more times after you've talked to customer service. And then maybe you'll get your money back, but you probably won't. And you'll have just spent $180 on something that you got a $5 coupon off of. Mm-hmm. The reason I share that is because we're doing that in our relationships. When you move in with your partner before you're married, before you're engaged, what happens is you are adding new startup costs. You're putting your credit card down. You're getting a joint couch. You're getting a joint dog. You're probably not putting bank accounts together, but you're doing all these small, sometimes big emotional connections together. And if you're not having intentional conversations about the longevity of your relationship, people aren't moving out. And so it makes more sense to get married than it does to break up. Uh, So they actually recommend in the book, which is what we did, um, don't move in until you're engaged. You want to go into that living situation with how can we figure this out instead of, hmm, can I deal with this long term? Because... Chances are you're going to slide into the relationship. <laughs> slide into the relationship. I think in um, the Netherlands, the the order is almost a little bit different. I think Australia, where my husband's from, and also in the U.S., people are a little bit more traditional where they get married first and then have children. In the Netherlands, a lot of people have children without getting married. But I do think hmm. you really get to know your partner when you move in together. So I would really want to move in together before getting married. But in a way where my husband and I solved it is we had some therapy together where we had these tough conversations with someone in the room to figure out if marriage was really for us. And mm. obviously we went went ahead with it and we agreed that it is. But I do think you definitely need to ask those tough questions, but also you really get to know someone living with them, don't you think? <laughs> like you really get do, to know yeah. someone, which could be really good before getting married or engaged. The only other thing I'll add, because uh, people have found this as an interesting story of mine, is um, so I got engaged to Alyssa after 90 days. And oh, wow. most people say exactly that. They say, oh, wow. And so Pete, uh, if someone were to say to you, oh, we got engaged after X amount of days, what number is it that you're no longer saying, wow? I think anything under a year or maybe even two years, I'll keep saying, wow. (laughs) So um, in reality, I think that that's, that's about what most people say is a year or two. When you guys are going through those tough conversations, the way I see that is like going to the gym. When we go to the gym and let's say we're picking up some dumbbells and, and working our biceps, the reason they get bigger is because we're tearing apart the tissue in our arm and then there's scar tissue building on top of it. And so when you're building a relationship, what I see it as is you're having a problem, you're having a disagreement, and then you're repairing and building muscle on top of it. And in two years, so my mathematical reasoning for this is I think on average, this is kind of a rough estimate, people are dealing with that once a week-ish for a year or two. So that's 50 to 100 problems that have come, gone, and been repaired. And that's when people feel like, all right, we've gone through enough problems and repaired them to have strong enough 
connection to get married. Alyssa and I were in a in a um, leadership course where we were doing that work every day for ninety days. It was the most chaotic roller coaster of a ride ever. But every night we were getting vulnerable with each other. We were um, really digging into like some scary things. Um, I'm going to say something really vulnerable. I feel uncomfortable, but I think it, it it'll make a difference for your audience. When we used to have um, sex, any time that I would come to the end, I would apologize because I felt like I had not had my mission of you know giving leaving her with multiple climaxes. And at one point, I remember she she asked me like, "Why the fuck are you apologizing?" Like we had like one of those really tough, vulnerable conversations, and I remember we ended up digging into like me feeling like I was consistently like not worthy enough. Um, and, and that was like present in a lot of other areas in our life. Um, but we were having those level conversations every day cause we we're in this leadership course, pushing ourselves past like what we thought we were capable of. And so I would invite people to more so than have time pass, really embrace, embrace yeah. tough conversations. I think if you're a couple that can have those tough conversations, work through them and come out on the other end relatively unscathed, like you're feeling really good about the solution, then yeah, you probably don't need that much time. Thanks so much for being honest about this. I really appreciate it. I'm going to share your um, socials again. So on TikTok, 100% go follow you. You share a lot of uh, videos on uh, mental labor, which is a lot of fun. That is at Zach Think Share, and your Instagram is real Zach Think Share. And thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it and love the conversation. Thank you, Pete. Appreciate it. Everyone, thanks so much for listening to Zach answering five questions. Don't forget to go back to last week's episode to learn all about mental load. And next week, I'll be back and I'm talking about involuntarily childlessness, a beautiful conversation and not only important to listen to if you're experiencing this yourself, but we also touch a lot on how to support someone going through this process. Please leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple and follow us on socials at 30 and a bit pot and see you next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters. Because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but 
If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.